And we're on number three. And please tell me, someone just shout out, what is number three? What is commandment number three in the Ten Commandments? Awesome. I like that version because Pastor Scott did a great job last week. Uh, and one thing I agree, the commandments don't sound right unless it's done in the King James Version. It has to have the thou. And you know what the commandment is? is thou shall not, with an English accent, thou shall not take the Lord's name in vain. I'm sorry. That's just vain. I turned into an Aussie at the end. I did. Um, and that's what, this, that's what we're talking about today. And here's, I'll, I'll say it again. Exodus 20, verse 7, this is a New King James Version. You should not take the name of the Lord, your God, in, uh, in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, this verse is pretty heavy if you read it. But you know what? I think it's misunderstood. Don't you guys agree? A lot of people are like, oh, I got number one, I got number two. What is number three about? Um, what, there, was a, there was a time when me and Carl... Um, they, they didn't know what to do with us because we were at all the services and we weren't really listening to the sermons and we we're just fooling around and we we're making trouble. And Ralph, Pastor Ralph had this bright idea, let's give him something to do, right? We were, I, I was friends with the pastor's kid. Come on, we can get away with a lot of stuff and we did. So what are we gonna do with these little whippersnappers, these little rebellious junior hires? It's like, put them in children's church. Make them work. I'm, oh, man. I'm going to tell you, we eventually got fired from Children's Church. <laughs> we decided one, one night during service that we wanted to be louder than the kids. You're going to start screaming at me? I'm going to scream back. And the whole service heard us screaming back at the kids. And we pro were promptly fired from the Children's Church. But before that happened, uh, we were going through the Ten Commandments. And I remember... Seriously, me and Carl were teaching the, the kids, like, all right, who knows the Ten Commandments? Who knows number one? Okay, love the Lord. God is the only God. Number two, don't have any graven images. And number three, anybody know that one? And uh, this kid's all, I know number three. Do not take the Lord's name in Venice. <laughs> and I was like, all right, don't go to Italy then. All right, don't go to Venice. And you know what? I really believe all of us really understand this, this verse, this commandment, as much as that, that kid did. Right? Because you know what we've turned um, do not take the Lord's name in vain into? We've turned it into don't curse. Right? That's, that's basically what it means. Is don't, don't say those words that you hear all the time because I hear a lot of people, for some reason, they want God to damn things. I don't know why. Right? You hear it all the time. Like, what, why? Why do you want God to damn that? Why? Jesus doesn't have an, a middle name that starts with an H. What's going on? Right? Okay, maybe you guys don't use those ones, and it's, uh, that's great, right? Um, here's one that I'm guilty of, and maybe a lot of you are, and please admit that you're guilty of How many know the, uh, the term O-M-G, right? What is, o what is O-M-G? Come on, make me feel good. Who's used O-M-G, right? Oh, my God, right? And a lot of people tweet that like, oh my God, they're reacting to something, oh my God. And here's my theory. If people really knew what God's name was, right? Does, does God's name have a lot of weight to it? Does Jesus' name have a lot of meaning to it and significance? Yeah, it sure does. Jesus, when I think of Jesus, I think of the cross. I think of the resurrection. That's what I think of. And there's weight to it, right? And I think if, if people around the world said, oh my God, really saying, oh my God, there'd be a lot of Christians out there, wouldn't there? Yes. There would be a lot of believers. 
This morning was an exceptionally beautiful morning, wasn't it? And I had, you know, uh, I had to do a wedding this morning. And yeah, the, the, the couple wanted to do a sunrise wedding. The sun gets up at 5.45. You really want to do this, really. And I got there early because couples are always late, right? Because it's their, their wedding. I was there, I'm sitting on the beach and I'm like, okay, what now? Checking my iPhone, I'm like, okay, I gotta check my, read my Bible or check my Facebook or whatever it is. And I don't know why, but I was sitting, I'm like at the beach, there was no wind, it was beautiful. And I just had this like, what am I, what am I looking at my phone? I looked up and I was like, it was the most gorgeous day I've ever seen. There was just glass on the water. I mean, it was, the, the sun was just coming up and it was just like, and the clouds were just ser seriously, it was like God pressed the, uh, uh, pressed the pause button. It's like, bloop, check this out. I looked at the mokes and you know what I saw behind the mokes? Molokai, as clear as day. Wow. In Kailua. I've lived in Kailua for a long time. I've surfed Kailua for 30 years, okay? I've never seen Molokai from Kailua. I saw it this morning. Wow. And I, for some reason, I was just awestruck by it. And, and, and a mind-blowing thing happened, right? I was just, it was one of those trippy times where you're just like looking at the sun. I'm going, man, the sun's not rising. We're rotating. <laughs> and the sun is standing. And my mind was like, <laughs> And at that moment, at that moment, I praised my God. In that moment, and maybe I didn't say it, but I said, oh my God, OMG. And I really meant it. I really meant it to my God. Are you hearing me? Yes. But a lot of people just say, oh my God. And we empty it, right? But I think it's a lot more than just not saying those things, right? We don't say those things and we think commandment three, we're good, awesome. We're covered on that one. But I wanna just kind of encourage you right now. It's a lot more than that, don't you think? Because it's number three, by the way. Pretty important commandment. Then why is it so important? I think back in the day, um, back in the day, in Moses' day, the, the, a lot of people out there were worshiping other gods. And so what the problem was is that people wanted power, wanted to control people, wanted to manipulate people, wanted uh, you know, to be a king or whatever it is and wanted people to listen to them and have authority. So you know what they did? They took the name of whatever God they worshiped and took it upon themselves. And what they said was, in the name of Baal, you better listen to me. And in this respect, when we say, uh, take the Lord's name in vain, it kind of, there is a vanity to it, which means I am taking it so I look good. So that you would listen to me. And God says, don't do that. Don't do that. I am bigger than that. Do not use me for your purposes. I am God. I am who I am. I am Yahweh, right? That's what he said, that's how, that's, and that's, that's what's happening. But how do we apply it today? And I wanna kind of, kind of unpack how does that apply to us today? And it really is more than just don't curse because actually the word vain, in this instance, I really believe this is the correct um, definition of vain, is lacking substance or worth. And when we take anything in vain, we are emptying it of its significance. We're emptying it of its meaning, right? Is God good? Okay. Is he marvelous? Is he faithful? Is he kind? Is, he, is Jesus um, 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 loving? Is he forgiving? Well, what happens is if we empty the name of Jesus and God, 
we're taking, oh, he's forgiving? Not really. We're putting aside. Is he marvelous? Uh, not really. Is he the all creator? Did he create all things? Uh, whatever it is. And now he's just God. And we're emptying it of all those things, all those qualities, and it becomes in insignificant. How many of you guys enjoyed a great July 4th this weekend? Come on, July 4th. And if you're not clapping because all you did was nothing all day because you had a day off, you celebrated July 4th. <laughs> Let me tell you, right? For all of those of who worked on July 4th, I thank you so much that I got to enjoy it. Um, but J July 4th is a big deal. Why? Because we are an independent nation because of it, and we are free, and like, yeah, there's right on, right? We get to worship God freely, right? And, and not many countries do that. So Independence Day is, is important. So what do we do? Fireworks. What do we do? Barbecue, parties, hang out with family, right? Actually, I think one of the presidents, I don't, I'm not sure, I think John Adams, right? Didn't he say this? That you should celebrate, that you should have fireworks, that you should shoot guns from this day forth. That's what he said on July 4th, right? I mean, I made a big deal out of it. Why? Because my brother-in-law just loved to see fireworks. And the only place he loves to see, the, the, he wanted to go to Almoana, not just Kailua, you want to go to Almoana and sit in Magic Island because when you sit in Magic Island, it blows up and it's right there in your face. And it's right there. And so when the fireworks go up, you're like, oh yeah, Independence Day, July 4th was right there. I was talking to my brother, Ed, was the fireworks good or what this year? Anybody, anybody want to, amen. Thanks, Ed. All right. It was good this year, Almoana, right? But you know what? It took all day to get there right? We had to cook food. We had to put mess bees together. We had to do all this, right? And then my, my brother-in-law has a special parking, right? So we're, we're like, we do I have a special parking, man, so we can park at Alamoana, right? But you know what, where his special parking is? It's on the other side of the park. It ain't that, it ain't that special. <laughs> so we pack up everything. We have babies, we have family, we have wagons going, and here we are on the other side of the park, and we're walking. We're walking past thousands of people. There was like 31,000 people there, right? We, we finally make it. We, we get a, there's a, finally a spot. We put up our tent and we do all this. We sit down, right? And we're three hours early. And we sit down like, what now? Well, celebrate. So we go to the beach and there's thousands of people on the beach and we're celebrating. We made a big deal about it. It was glorious. It was awesome. It was incredible. But what if we did nothing. Actually, let me put it this way. What if you, imagine if you went to work that day and didn't celebrate it, didn't even recognize it, and it was just like July 3rd or July 5th. Because it's not the 4th of July anymore. It's just July 4th. Are you hearing me? If you do nothing about it, if you don't celebrate the end, you're emptying it, you're taking July 4th in vain. It was nothing to you. Right? He just went to work and it was no, like no other day. And a lot of times we do that to God. We do it to his name. We empty it of significance. And it's more than just the cursing and whatever. Um, NLT version of this verse, 27 in Exodus. The NLT says this. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. And I like this version, Right? Taking the Lord's name in vain, I like that too. And this one kind of adds to it. It says, don't misuse the name of the Lord. I looked up some, I can't say this word really well, synonyms. <laughs> I almost say, I always want to say synonym. Sy oh wait, I said it. I <laughs> Forget it. Here's some synonyms of the word misuse. 
abuse, mistreat, corrupt, waste, misapplication, exploit. Let me say it in these terms. When we abuse the name of the Lord, when we mistreat the name of the Lord, when we corrupt the name of the Lord, when we waste the name of the Lord, when we misapply the name of the Lord. I think this is a heavy one right here, which I think does fit this verse. When we exploit the name of the Lord. Isn't that heavy? You know what exploit means? I'm using God's name for my purposes, for my gain, for my vanity, for my agenda. I'm using that. Not for God, but for me. We exploit his name. And so how in today's terms, right, this was from the Old Testament. It was way back then. And there was different reasons why they, you know, it applies to them. But how does it apply to us? So the question is, is how, do, how have we misused God's name? And I kind of made up a list. Um, there's three things. Actually, the first one's kind of a, a, a conglomeration of different little things so that we, we do some simple misuses of the Lord's name. But here are some simple misuses of the Lord's name that I'm totally guilty of. I'm, I'm guilty of a lot of these ones. Have you ever had someone come up to you and ask for prayer and you said you'll pray for them and then you didn't pray for them? Am I the only one? <laughs> right? Someone comes up to you, hey, bro, man, can, man, I'm going through a tough time. Can you, can you pray for me? Like, Dude, I'll pray for you. I get out my phone. What do you do? You write it down. You write it down in some application that you have, and you'll, I'll pray for Bob. Right? Week goes by. You come back to church, and you see Bob, and you know what you do? This is what I've done. Lord Jesus, can you help Bob right now? Thanks. <laughs> hey, Bob. Pray for you, man. I've been pray I pray for you, and you forgot. I've been guilty of that, right? You know what I do now? I've cured that. You know how I do it? If someone asks me for prayer, I do it right then and there. That's the easiest way. It gets me off the hook. It gets me off the hook, and then I look like I care for that person, which I do. <laughs> which I do, right? But it, I'm adding that. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I, I don't want to lie to them, right? I don't want to say, I'll pray for you, and then don't do it, because I'm forgetful. So I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm going to pray for them right then and there. And you know what? They're going to be blessed by it. And I love that. I think that's powerful. So, you know, that's one cure of that one. Here's something else. Here's a simple mistake. Saying something is in the Bible, and it's not. Right? Right? The Bible says, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I thought that was Confucius. <laughs> right? Haven't we? Come on, right? I've been so, like... I've said stuff that's like, blah, 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 and it's some saying, and it's like, come on, and that's not in the Bible at all, right? I, I, I've been guilty of it. I mean, you guys were, I think a lot of you were here when I actually confessed to you guys, I, I made a blunder, right? Um, I had a teaching about Moses, and I was teaching about how when God, he asked God to reveal himself to him, and when God showed him his back, Moses' hair turned white right in that moment. I said that, that's in the Bible. You know what, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> You know what? At that moment, I was thinking, Bible, Charleston Heston, Ten Commandments. I was, all this was like made, it was like, it just went into one. And I said, his hair turned white in that moment. That did not happen. And I said that. But don't we make the mistake sometimes of saying, this is in the Bible and it's not. 
You know what's a cure for that? Read your word. Read your Bible. I, wanna, I don't want to make anybody feel, but who has their Bible? Come on. Whether it's electronic or whatever it is, come on. I you know what? Rob came up with a real Bible today. Did you see that? I was like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> I was like, sorry to say, I'm like, man, it's like, is that, I, was, I, I have a Bible. I have a, I have a real Bible at home, a paper Bible. Um, but let's not do that. And, and let's just try our best to make sure that when we say this is in the Bible, let's make sure we know it's in the Bible, right? Read it. Um, here's, a, here's another simple way we misuse God's name is stating a quality of God or Jesus that is not at all true, right? I think a lot of times um, I've heard people say this and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but I've heard people say this. My God wouldn't do that. Have you heard people say that? My God. And what they're saying is my perception of God wouldn't do that. Which means I'm taking some of his qualities out. And it's like, oh man, that might be, you might be right, but my God, my God wouldn't do that. You know what? I don't want to worship my God that I made up, that I've added qualities, that I've taken qualities up. You know why? Because God is God and he is the way he is. He exists the way he is. And you know what? I want to find out who that is. I want to know the revelation of Jesus Christ. I want to know the revelation of God, who he really is and how he exists. Right? It says here, right? We read that God is a jealous God. Oh, that's not my God. It says in the word, he is a jealous God. Don't take that quality away from him. He is that. Are you hearing me? Yes. Let's not add or take away qualities that don't exist, right? Standing in quality of God that is not true. So those are the simple mistakes. Here's, an, here's um, another misuse of the Lord's name. And I think this is a big one. I think a lot of Christians, a lot of people who follow Christ are, uh, make this mistake, and I have as well, is that you would borrow his authority by using his name, right? Kind of like in the old days, uh, in the Moses day, when they're saying, in the name of Baal. Um, but I don't want to borrow God's authority. I want God's authority to be behind me already. I don't want to borrow, have to borrow it for my own purposes. Um, do you guys know that we're in a Pentecostal church? Just want to remind you. Yeah. Okay, Paul knows. Um, now the rest of you know. <laughs> and what a Pentecostal uh, is, I mean, and there's a lot of variations. There's a lot of, uh, you're probably like, what's going on? We're Pentecostal. This is why we're Pentecostal. We believe in the gifts, the spiritual gifts that are in the Bible. And we believe that they're in operation today. That's all a Pentecostal church is. We believe in the word of wisdom. We believe in the word of knowledge. We believe in the teaching. We believe in prophecy. We believe in healing. We believe in tongues. We believe in the interpretation of tongues. Are you with me? I've seen it. I've seen it in many churches. I've seen it around this church. I've seen, man, I've seen loving people operating in the spiritual gifts and using them, right? The problem is sometimes, sometimes we give a word and it's not really a word from God. It's something that we want someone to do. It's an expectation that we have on that person. I really think you should go out with me. The Lord says. <laughs> prayed about it. Really prayed about this one. You're the one for me. I know that's funny, but I want to think of when have you done that, right? Now, there are certain things that we can say. The Lord said this, that is absolutely certain. Here's one. God loves you. 
The Lord said. I can confidently say, God said the Lord loves you. Why? Because I read in his Bible. I read in his word, and I say that, and why? Because of his action. What did he do? He sent Jesus because he loves the world so much, right? I can say that for a fact. But if you operate in your spiritual gifts and you get a word from the Lord, or you get a vision, or you get a prophecy, right? You better be for certain if you're going to say the Lord said. If you're not certain, can I say this? It's okay to show your uncertainty. Is it okay for me to say that? Absolutely. You can say this. I think this is a word from the Lord. That's okay, right? Right? It's okay to say that. Prime example in my mini church, right? I think mini church is the safest place to operate in your spiritual gifts. When you, when you give a word, you give a word of pro knowledge or a word of prophecy. Because why? Because you might be wrong. Me, as a pastor who is a pastor, a shepherd of my mini church, I, I want to make sure that this kind of stuff is happening. But you know what? I want to make sure when I say that, can you judge the prophecy? Can you judge what I say? Because you know what? It might have been just what I ate earlier or whatever it is. Or I just had a whatever. I could be wrong. I could have heard wrong. I could have seen wrong. You know why? Because I'm human. And so show your uncertainty. It's okay. Don't borrow authority. Make sure you're not doing it so that you can manipulate things. Right? Let's not borrow authority from the Lord. And here's my last one, how, how we misuse the, the Lord's name. I think, and I hope I, I'm not stretching the verse, but I really believe that this, when I think of don't take the Lord's name in vain, I really think of this, that we don't mis misrepresent Jesus. That we don't misrepresent him. Is that a double negative? Sorry. What I'm basically saying is this. If you're a Christian, if you say you're a Christian, if you tell everybody else that you're a Christian, act like it. Act like it. Be a reflection of Jesus Christ. And, what, and I just want to make a side note here. I'm not talking about the people who are struggling, that have strongholds. You know why? Because we all do. And we're trying our best to love Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about those people. You know why? To some degree, we're all hypocrites. Every single one of us, me included, we're all hypocrites. I love it when people say, oh, church is full of hypocrites. You know what I say to them? Awesome, you're invited too. <laughs> Come on down and join the hypocrite party because we have the grace of Jesus Christ. We have the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and we're trying our best. I'm not talking about the people who are trying. I'm talking about the people who advertise their Christians. For example, on Facebook, when they say, uh, what's my belief? I'm a Christian. And when you look at their Facebook, they're totally opposite of what that lifestyle says. And you're going, whoa, what, what, why are you saying that? Well, why, why are you mad? Whoa, you're really angry here. Oh, that's not church. What's going on here? Right? All I'm saying is, you know what? If you say you're a Christian, Represent Jesus Christ. Is he worthy to be represented? Well, then let's, let's represent him, right? Let's not send mixed messages, right? Let's, let's, let's not. Let's, let's make our, and like I said, we're, all of us have struggles. All of, all of us have weaknesses, but we're trying our best. Be that guy and be, your, be, the, be the best reflection of Jesus Christ. How many guys, how many guys are proud of your family name? Come on. I, should, I think all of you should, right? No matter how funny it sounds or whatever it is. You know, I love, and I'm sorry, I'm not teasing Frank, but I love Frank's last name. Pastor Frank, Kabakungan. That's just a great Filipino laugh. That's like, that's Filipino all over. I love that. Frank Kabakungan, right? I am a Landeza. And 
and the Landezas are, ho are hooting back there. <laughs> I'm a proud Landeza, and you know why? Because um, there's not many, many of us, actually, and the Landezas I know, they're good people. My dad is, is an awesome cook. You've probably eat, eaten his food. My mom is a part of the prayer team. My brother is discipling people all over this island. My cousin, Patrick Landeza, I'm going to brag a little bit, he just won a hoku. He just won a hoku. He was on TV for about three seconds, <laughs> right before the commercial. Um, my other cousin in the mainland is a priest. How's this? This is, I'm so proud of my cousin. He is a priest for the firemen and the policemen of Oakland. That's my cousin. I love that. We have, the, we have a proud tradition of Landezas that are around this world, making a difference in this world. My, my other cousin is a social worker, a teacher. Amazing. I don't know what about it. Like, wow. And I don't want to do anything to tear down that name, to be a poor reflection. I want to be a Landezas. You're the Land, Landezas? Right? I don't, I don't want to be, oh, you're a Landeza? <laughs> I don't want to do that, right? And don't, you don't want to put, reflect on your family, right? But you know what? I would throw Landeza away any day for the cause of Jesus Christ. Any day. He is much more worthy than that. And I don't ever want to misrepresent Jesus Christ. Why? Not because he told me not to. Because I love him so much. And Jesus is so good that I want to be a reflection of it. Do not misrepresent Jesus Christ. Let's not misuse his name in that way. Um, actually... In Ephesians, there's a great verse. Ephesians 4 says this, Therefore, a prisoner of serving the Lord, uh, therefore I, a prisoner of serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Lead a life worthy of your calling because you've been called by God. You know what the most amazing thing about this verse is not the verse itself. It's the verses before it. How many guys really know, and I know Rob loves this verse. Rob loves this verse. Pastor Rob, Ephesians 3. Anybody love Ephesians 3? It's one of the greatest. Seriously, go home and read Ephesians 3. Let Ephesians 3 just soak in your brain because it's one of the, the, the most, seriously, spirit-inspired, most inspirational, most incredible verses in the Bible, I really believe. And I'm going to read you from verse 3, uh, verse 20. It's uh, chapter 3, verse 20. It says this. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever amen doesn't that get you excited because we have an awesome incredible God who can do things beyond what we can think or even ask we, we have a God that is going to do that we have an incredible God that make, wants to make make sure that we're rooted in him and that we're going to grow and mature and then in the following verse it says this I'll read this again because you know what there was no chapters in his letter we don't write chapters in our letters and Paul didn't write chapters in his and so he said therefore and when you see when you see a therefore in the Bible he's leading up to something of what he said before he says therefore I a prisoner of serving the serving the Lord I beg you I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God and I really really hope I'm not coming too hard on you guys. And what I'm saying is, isn't our God good? Isn't our God great? Isn't he worthy then to live a life that is respectful and honoring him as well? That's all I'm saying. Let's do that. I know we're working on it, but let's live a life calling, uh, worthy of, our, of, of the calling that, that God has given us. And I was thinking about this, then how do we cure that? 
How do we not misuse the name of the Lord? I don't want to misuse the name of the Lord. I know you don't want to misuse the name of the Lord. I want to make sure that we're not taking his name in vain. I was thinking about all the commandments, especially the, the do not commandments, right? There's the do not steal and do not kill. And I was thinking the best way to not do those things is to do the exact opposite of those things. For example, if, if it says, if God commands me to not steal, well then you know what? Then I'm going to be giving. I'm going to be generous. I'm not going to take. I'm going to give. If God tells me to not kill, well then you know what? I'm going to give life instead. And you know what I have to offer? Jesus. So I'm going to give Jesus to people. I'm going to give them life rather than death. I'm going to do the exact opposite. And I really believe that this is, it applies to this verse. It says, do not take the Lord's name in vain. Do not misuse the Lord's name. Well, you know what? If taking the Lord's name in vain means emptying it of significance, if we're taking stuff out and it's, it's just useless and wasteful and we're just exploiting it, well, then the opposite is to absolutely fill his name with meaning and substance and purpose. Are you hearing me? That it becomes something so great that when we sit in, in Kailu Beach and see the sun rise and we see the glory of God, that we give glory to God and we actually say, oh my God, my creator, my maker, my awesome, incredible father. Isn't that cool? That we fill his name. And actually, I have a, a pretty cool video I want to show. 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 This year. Um, so, um, and it actually totally fits my sermon, so thank you, Hillsong, and check it out. History's bowels have coughed up multitudes of names chained to fame. The tenacious, the notorious, religious, and sacrilegious. What images flit across the window of your mind when you hear such names as Socrates and Churchill? Mussolini, Mandela, and Einstein. Do you recall when you hear Hitler? Does inspiration hit you between the eyes when you hear Armstrong? Do you yawn and roll those same eyes when you think of Shakespeare? Names are pregnant with purpose. That's what's in a name. And friends, if I may inquire, what stirs within the recesses of your soul when you hear Jesus' name? An enigma personified. Holy divine took on the lowest name so slaves could reign as kings. Deity who chose to endure mortality so we could enjoy eternity. Why does no other name affect the skeptic, the heretic, and the majestic? The homicidal, suicidal, and the matinee idol. No other name changed nature, mindsets, and matter. Open blind eyes, deaf ears, and heal cancer. Yeah. All right, who's going next year? Come on, Sydney, anybody, come on, let's go, let's do this. Let's go eat some meat pies. Um, Acts 4.11 says this, and you know what? I, I want to I say, I, I know why you're excited. You know what, Hillsong has great editing and music, and it's just whatever it is, but you know why you're excited? Because of the content. 
because of what it says, not what you're looking at. And it says in Acts 4.11 says this, for Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Philippians 2 verse 9 says this, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That is the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And when we put Jesus' name in that epsilon and those name above all names, when there's no other name, I, I really believe if, if, if it's up there and we've filled it, we don't even have to worry if we're gonna take his name in vain because his name is so filled with significance. You don't have to worry about it. This, this, is, this, this, uh, this commandment is good for us. Yeah, it's about cursing, not cursing, and not using all that, but it's way more than that, that we be the light to the world. Because people are watching us, aren't they? They're looking for Jesus. They're looking for, man, I need answers. I need answers. Oh, that guy, oh, I don't know about that guy. Oh, wait, what's going on with that guy? He's got his life together. Oh, wait, he says he's a Christian? Whoa, there's something different about him? There's people going to be so attracted to us when we're the true reflection, when his name is that much import, that, that important to us. Can I, can I do something? Actually, you have no choice because I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to read you guys the names of God. I'm going to read you guys the names of God. I looked up online and I saw this and this is so cool. Here's the names of God. It says this, El or Aloha, Aloha mighty, strong, prominent. Elohim. Creator, mighty and strong. El Shaddai, God Almighty, the mighty one of Jacob. Adonai, Lord. Yahweh or Jehovah means Lord. Yahweh Jireh, the Lord will provide. Yahweh Rapha, the Lord who heals. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord our banner. Yahweh Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies, makes holy. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord our peace. Yahweh Elohim, Lord God. Yahweh Sinden Ketnu, the Lord our righteousness. Yahweh Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. Yahweh Shemeha, the Lord is there. Yahweh Saboah, the Lord of hosts. El Elion, most high. El Roy, king, a god of seeing. El Olam, everlasting God. El Hibhor, mighty God. That cool? I mean, imagine if people said, oh my God. And when they say, oh my God, they say, Oh, my Lord, who will provide for me? Oh, my Lord, my banner. Oh, my Lord of my right. Oh, my Lord of my peace. The, the one that gives me peace. I have another list. And this is the names of Jesus. And here are the names that Jesus has earned and that we have given him. And it's in the Bible. He's our advocate, our alpha and omega, our amen author of life, author and perfecter of our faith, author of salvation, beginning and end, bread of life, capstone, chief cornerstone, chief shepherd, Christ, creator, deliverer, faithful and true, first and last, firstborn from the dead, 
God, good shepherd, great shepherd, great high priest, head of the church, heir of all things, high priest, holy and true, holy one, hope of glory, image of God, king of kings, king of the ages, lamb of God, last Adam, light, light of the world, lion of the tribe of Judah, living stone, Lord of lords, morning star, our holiness, our protection, our redemption, our righteousness, power of God, precious cornerstone, prince of peace, resurrection and life, rock, root of David, savior, son of the most high God, the one mediator, the stones, the builder, the stone, the builders rejected, true bread, true light, true vine, truth, way, wonderful counselor, word, word of God. Man, I want to say one thing. I shortened this list. I shortened this list. Why? Because we got to go home sometime. <laughs> but isn't his list infinite? And here's the most amazing thing. I have a list here that, yeah, this is in the Bible. But the most amazing thing about our God is the more we get to know him, we get to name him things. You know, we get to name him. We get to name him and have personal names. He is the God that saved my marriage. He is the God that provided when I didn't have anything. He is the God that cured me of cancer. He is the, job, he is the God that gave me a job. It becomes this personal thing when we fill his name with the things that he's done for us personally. Isn't that amazing? And we get to do that. And I want you guys, I just want to encourage you guys, if we're doing that, if we're filling his name, we don't even have to worry about emptying his name because his name is filled. And it's up there, his name above all names. Um, and with that, let's bow our heads and pray. God, we celebrate you. And Lord, the most amazing thing is I've been a Christian a long time and I still have a lot to learn about you. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited the fact that the God that I worship is way bigger than I could ever imagine and that I could be a Christian for all my life and still learn more things about you. Can learn more about your quality and how good you are and how powerful you are. I pray that for every single one of us here that we would constantly learn how to fill your name, Lord. We don't have to worry about taking your name in vain if we're filling it up. We're giving you the glory that you deserve. We're giving you the qualities that you deserve, that you really, really are, God. And I just pray that we do that because there's so much joy and peace that comes along with that. There's so much excitement and passion and calling that you want to give us because we put your name in that place. I thank you so much for that. And I just want to, right now, I just want to take a moment for anyone here that you're pretty excited about what you've heard about this guy, Jesus. And you're going, wow, is he that good? And I want to say, yes, he is. He died on the cross for you. He gave up his life to forgive you of, his, uh, of your sins to take your, his sins, your sins upon himself. He's giving you freedom. He's giving you life. He wants so much to restore you and heal you. He has a plan for you. 
And if you're sitting here going, yeah, I want that. I want to know more about that. And you, you never did. Maybe this is your first time in the church or, or whatever. You've been seeking and going, yeah, I want to know Jesus. Well, I want to say a prayer with you. Or maybe, maybe you've known Jesus and you're coming back and you're guilty of emptying his name. It's like, eh, his name really didn't mean much. You knew him before and you've seen some things, but eh, it's like, I don't know. It didn't really, it had no significance. And you, you've come here and you're going, oh, wow, is he that good? I want, I want more of that. I want to rededicate my life to the Lord now. If that's you, I'm going to say a prayer. If it's your first time or if you're just rededicating, I'm going to say a prayer in about a minute or so. And all I want is you to just tell me you're going to be praying with me, just simply. Just when I want to count to three, when I hit three, just raise your hand. And by raising your hand, you're telling me, Pastor Tom, I want that. I want to dedicate my life to the Lord because, because of what he did for me on the cross. I want to rededicate myself because you know what? I want to fill his name with glory and honor and praise. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to follow him. So here we go. I'm going to count to three. And if you want that this morning, I'm going to say a prayer and you want to pray with me, just tell me that you're going to be doing that. Here we go. One, two, three. Does anybody want that? Just raise your hand right now. Anybody? We got one. Anybody else? Two. Anybody else? Three, anybody else? Four, anybody else? Anybody else? Awesome. Anybody else? This is the best decision. Uh, someone's pointing. I, I'm sure there's a five out there. Awesome. Awesome. Anybody else? Jesus is calling out to you and going, hey, I'm a good shepherd. I'll take care of you. I have a plan. Anybody else? Awesome. All right, put your hands down. Let's pray. And use this prayer as your own right now. Lord Jesus, I come before you and I tell you plainly, I believe what you did on the cross. I believe because of that, I am forgiven. I am set free. And because of that, I'm a child of God right now. I thank you so much for accepting me and loving me. Right now, I call you King of all kings, Lord of all lords, and even my friend. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' precious name. We all say, amen. Amen. amen.